Axelrod. You're listening to Off the Wall Sports and more with Darren. I'm, I'm Darren. You're Jackson. I'm Jackson. <laughs> We're glad you guys are joining us for our second episode. What we want you to do is go to iTunes, hit the subscribe button, and we want you to download the podcast every time it comes out. Every time. Every time we do this. Okay. So do yourself a favor and your neighbors a favor. Suggest it to them as well and your friends and family. Did you see that somebody put a review on there? I did. Yeah. I wonder who that was. I don't know. I have no idea who that was. I wonder if it's somebody that we know. I, I think they probably know us. I feel pretty confident that they know us. Probably so. <laughs> Possibly even related to one of us. So anyway, last week we went for an hour and four minutes, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. We did. I don't know if we'll do that every time. It's a pretty long uh, time. But we'll give everybody some, uh, some things to listen to. Yeah. What do you got up? Huh? What's next? What's next? Man, I ate two snacks that were filled with sugar before we started. Oh, boy. So let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> this could turn out pretty bad. Well, as you guys can remember, because I know that there was several faithful followers and listeners out there this last couple of weeks, but uh, what we do is we bring a couple of sports topics to the table. Literally, we're at a table. We bring a couple sports topics, and we bring a couple non-sports topics. Last week, we talked about um, Ichiro Suzuki being one of the all-time greatest hit leaders. Obviously, Pete Rose is the, the lead hit leader. What was your sports topic, Darren? Sports that are no longer in the Olympics. Oh, that's right. Speed stick was one of them. Art. Or no, single stick. Single stick. Speed stick is a deodorant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, favorite city was also your, your topic, your non-sports-related topic. It was yours. Oh, yeah, favorite city. And what was yours? That one. That that one thing. Um, you know oh, me. you talked about music. Oh, your guilty, guilty pleasure. pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Yeah. Which we've been watching The Bachelor in Paradise. Do you ever watch that? I was going to say, we have not been. Maybe you and your wife. No. <laughs> no, I have not watched that. Okay. Well, don't. Do yourself a favor and don't watch it. So let's just go ahead and jump right in. How about that? Because we've got, we really do have a lot to discuss, and we do not plan on making this last an hour and four minutes. If it does, it's great. If it doesn't, yeah. It won't. It, it won't. It just won't. It if, can't. If, it won't. If it doesn't go an hour and four minutes, it won't last an hour and four minutes. Yeah. That's true. I never thought about that. Yeah. Well, my first topic is um, talking about, you know, have you ever heard the name Ryan Lochte? Um... I think so. Are you familiar with the Rio Olympics? Yes. Are you familiar with swimming? Just because of the Olympics. Are you familiar with the guy with the different colored hair? Yes. That's Ryan Lochte. Yes. So here's just kind of, I mean, obviously you probably all know this story, and I I know you know this story. I I don't like him. Okay. Are we done? (laughs) That's pretty much all (laughs) I had to say about it. So Ryan Lochte, uh, basically what happened was he came out. Actually, he told the story to his mom, and his mom was actually the one that broke the story. She said that Ryan had a gun put to his forehead. They were armed at gunpoint by what looked like policemen in an unmarked vehicle. They'd been, at a, they'd been out all night partying with their, with their homies, and they get in a taxi they leave the gas station, and what comes up behind them but an unmarked police car with some people speaking a different language. They had no idea what they were saying. 
But they get out, and next thing you know, Ryan Lochte says he's got a gun to his forehead. And his mom, and he tells his mom that. So his mom was the one that broke the story originally. Well, come to find out, of course, a week later, what had really happened was that Ryan Lochte and his three bros, they went out for a night on the town. And they were all part of the swimming team, correct? All part of the swimming team, the USA swimming team. Ryan Lochte and his buddies went out for a night on the town. They probably got a little intoxicated whether a beverage or whether a drug or whatever you, you know, whatever you want to say, I'm sure that happened. Actually, I know that happened. So about six o'clock in the morning, he said, he said later that it did. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, come to find out he had exaggerated the entire thing, but we're getting there. But yeah, he had said that, uh, that they were extremely intoxicated, made a bad choice. But anyways, Ryan Lochte goes out with his, and actually we're going to call him lion Lochte. Nice. Because he lied. Nice. He did. So what happened was he and his bros went out for a big night out on the town in Rio. They got done with their competition, and so they were going to party. They go by this gas station. Well, the door's locked to the bathroom, so what do they do? They rip the door down, and, or, and then they pee all over the wall, like you do when the bathroom's locked. <laughs> so they get in this car... And that reminds me of a story from this past weekend. <laughs> was Ryan Lochte there? Lion Ryan? No, but it did involve a pool. Hey, it's close enough. So he, uh, so yeah, anyways, they all four get in the car. They get in the taxi, and they're driving back to the Olympic Village. And a taxi, and the taxi driver gets pulled over by police. Well, it turns out it wasn't really police. It was the people that owned the convenience store that they had just vandalized and turns out the guy did not really put a gun to Ryan Lochte's forehead and Ryan's response originally was well man he put a gun to my forehead and it was like whatever like I don't care it's whatever I mean he's bad to the bone you're thinking Ryan Lochte is cool did he say it just like that yeah he's like well they put a gun to my forehead and and I was just like Whatever. I mean, I could find the recording, but that's pretty much exactly what he said. That's his exact words. Whatever. So somebody comes up to you and puts a gun to your head. What do you say, Darren? You say, whatever. No. You probably freak out and you're like, (laughs) whatever you want, I'll give it to you. Whatever I did to make you mad and put this gun to my forehead, whatever I need to do, I'll, I'll make it right. Just don't shoot. Just don't shoot. Yeah. Well, anyways, Ryan and all of his buddies go back to the Olympic Village. They check in. Well, originally they had said that they lost, that somebody had stole their wallet and their watches. Well, who show, who wears a watch anymore? Uh, I do. do. I do it really? to work, yeah. Hmm. Just because I'm always wondering what, like, what the date is or what time it is. Depend. It just depends. But, yes, I do wear a watch a lot. But I probably wouldn't in Rio. I mean... Especially at 6 o'clock in the morning. Sure, you might, you might get robbed at a gas station. Yeah. But they said that they had gotten all that stuff stolen. Well, when they showed up at the Olympic Village, security footage showed that they had all of that stuff with them. And so, anyways, the video came out, shot, you know, and basically Ryan's story was not matching up. Well, then he throws the other three fellas under the bus, which, first of all, you go to the Olympics. You're obviously a good athlete. You have something going for you. 
you're a good swimmer, you're a good gymnastic, a good gymnast, sorry, whatever it might be, a good basketball player. But above all, you're a good teammate. And a lot of the Olympics is team sports, which I know that a lot of things that Ryan Lochte did was individual competition, but he also competed in team sports. You're going to represent the United States of America. What do you do when you get in trouble and you get caught lying? You throw your other three teammates under the bus and say that they had something to do with it when really he's the one fabricating the story this entire time and he threw all three of his buddies under the bus. This is from CNN. Lochte can opt out to can opt to send a lawyer. Here's basically here's what's happened now. Rio Police Department's chief has requested a letter sent, be sent to Lochte explaining the legal process related to the charges because now Rio police are charging him with falsifying a testimony, basically. I heard that he got subpoenaed to go back over there. He did. Says Lochte can opt to send a lawyer and does not need to appear, appear in court. If convicted, Lochte could face between one to six months in jail, although the judge could levy a fine instead. Uh, Lochte has apologized for his poor behavior during the incident at a Rio gas station. Lochte told Olympic broadcasters on the day of the altercation that he and three other swimmers were robbed at gunpoint. The other swimmers, Gunnar Bentz, Jack Conger, and James Fagan, have since publicly shared their versions of the events with stories that differ from Ryan Lochte's original tale. Imagine that. Authorities said that there was no robbery, but security guards had drawn guns to stop the swimmers from leaving after they had vandalized the gas station. Fagan said in a statement this week that he was questioned by a detective later that day and gave a statement in which he left out parts about the swimmers urinating behind the building and Lochte pulling down a framed poster. What had happened was, after he threw Jimmy Fagan under the bus, Rio police asked and proposed that he pay like a $32,000 fine or he do 15 days of community service. But anyways, he ended up having to to like donate like $11,000 or something like that to a charity picked by Rio. But I just wanted to see what you thought about Ryan or Lion Ryan and to tell you that first of all, I've said first of all a lot, haven't I? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I think I, I have. I, I haven't been listening. Oh, oh wait, <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> well, I mean, you go to Rio to compete in team sports and individual sports. Bad sportsmanship, first of all, all around, I think, and just very disrespectful to the games of the the Olympics and to his teammates. Um, with the blue hair and the green hair, did you see the blue and the green hair? I did. I just don't. I mean, you look at Michael Phelps. How I think, okay, Ryan Lochte's 32. How old is Michael Phelps? He's about that same age, isn't okay. he? Okay. Ryan reminds me of, like, the frat boy that never grew up, that probably, like, when he's going to get gas and his card is declined, he has to call his mom and say, Hey, Mom, I'm at the gas station. My card was declined. Can you come bail me out? That's kind of how I see him. But then you, on the other side of the spectrum, you've got a guy like Michael Phelps, who about three or four years ago was in trouble with drugs made a huge turnaround in his life, has a child, is engaged to be married, and he's a better swimmer than now than he ever has been before. You just got like the two opposite ends of the spectrum in Lochte and Phelps. 
Michael Phelps is 31. So one year younger. And it's funny that you mention that because <clears throat> right before the Olympics started, I saw a special about Ryan Lochte, and it was talking about him being the frat boy that would go out and party all the time. Yeah. And he moved to a different city and tried to calm down, and evidently he didn't. Yeah, dude, grow up. Whatever. Whatever. And I'm pretty sure that's how he said it. Whatever. <clears throat> and as you were talking about the Olympics and Rio and Lochte and all that, it reminded me that we didn't announce our sponsor. Wow. So now's a good time, really. It fits right in. Our, our sponsor this week, this week is Bob's. Bob's is a fast food chain based in Rio. Oh, great. So last week it was Subway. Uh huh. This week it's Bob's. Bob's. <laughs> I wonder if Ryan and his buddies <laughs> ate at Bob's that night. Now, as far as you ask my opinion, so I'm going to give it to you. Let's hear your opinion. I think he should be banned from the sport. I think he should be banned from going to any Olympics, which if he's banned from the sport, that would cover that as well. Mm-hmm. I think he should be banned from going to the Olympics as, as a spectator or as a coach or anything like that. Of course, again, if you're banned from the sport, it'd probably cover a lot of that. Pretty harsh words. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you, you're representing the U.S. for one thing. I agree, yeah. That's almost above and beyond the sport itself. Right. Because it's the world coming together. Exactly. The best of the world coming it's, together. It's kind of the same. Do you see the... I think it was the Taekwondo, not sure what sport it was. The guy from Israel was fighting the guy from, oh, now that I brought it up, I can't remember. Lithuania? Um, Different country. And the guy from Israel won. And the other guy refused to shake his hand. And it kind of caused a little bit Uh of of an uproar. I think the same thing there. You're representing your country. You're coming together as the world. Right. Let's be at peace, at least during the Olympics, in the Olympics. And that's the beauty of the Olympics is that you see all of these nations come together. Right. And it's one. It's with one goal is to, to ignite unity among every nation. Yeah, they're about the sports, but it, it's mainly about the unity between everybody. And first and foremost to me with sports is sportsmanship. Exactly. And I think Ryan or Lion Lochte. There you go. Lion Rockty. <laughs> what he did also is a display of poor sportsmanship because mm-hmm. it reflects back on the sport. Agreed. So, look at that. We've got Charlie, our first caller. Charlie Buchanan, if you're listening. <laughs> I never thought about it, but the iPad would play the audio from the phone call. That's how we would do our conference or our call-ins. Hey, we'll have to. We've talked about doing that, by the way. Yeah. So, st- stay tuned. So we do have our more. our first live studio audience. Um, <laughs> now we'll have to. Uh, <laughs> He's not even paying attention. Have to arrange our first uh, caller, <laughs> but probably not this evening. Yeah. Well, anyways, just moving on from that <laughs> subject as far as the the Olympics. Agreed. Ryan Lochte, bad sportsmanship, bad teammate, bad choice all around. Olympic Committee, if you're listening, which I know you are. Don't send Ryan Lochte next year or next uh, in 2020. Don't send him. It sends a bad. It really and it sends a bad message to kids out there too that they want to be like Ryan Lochte. It's true. Or Michael Phelps. 
Yeah, Michael Phelps made some bad choices when he was outside of swimming with the drugs and and everything, but the guy has turned his life around and look where he is now. He's on top of his game. He's the best that he's ever been and his life is going right. All the while you've got Ryan on the other side of it. So, yep. Speaking of 2020, mm-hmm. did you see the closing ceremony of the, the Olympics? No. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's where they kind of passed the torch off to Tokyo. Oh yeah. And how they did that. They showed the president, I don't think is his title, but the guy in charge of China, or Japan, I'm sorry, getting this all mixed up, <laughs> showed the guy, the the number one guy in Japan, and uh, he was trying to get to Rio, and he finally looks at his watch, and he says, I'm not going to get there in time. So what happens but a green pipe pops up out of the street. He jumps on that. Goes down in the pipe, just like Mario. And then right in the middle of the Olympic Stadium, there's another one. And then he pops up out of that. It was kind of cool really? how, they, how they incorporated the whole Mario theme into it. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, 2020, Tokyo. Be there or be square. <clears throat> we will be there with a live podcast from the Olympics. By the time that Off the Wall Sports and More becomes what it is destined <laughs> to be, which is a major, major p- podcast... Yeah, there's no telling where we'll be in in four years from now. That's true. We'll probably be in L.A. doing a radio show every day, syndicated radio for CBS Sports. And our sponsor will still be Bob's. Bob's. And I bet there's a Bob's in Tokyo. We'll have to find out. Do you have any more on the uh, Ryan Lochte story? No, that's it. I can't stand Ryan Lochte. That's the bottom line. Yeah. He's a jerk. Panda jerk. Well, I, I... there's a lot of sports going on right now. It's baseball's coming to a close and football's starting up and the Olympics were just over and, and all of the other sports that are taking place. But I want to talk about football and the NFL and then three teams in particular. But before I get to that, I want to throw something else out that I did not tell you about. Uh, speaking of football, my nine-year-old son plays for the Champion Youth Football League. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And they played a tournament in Kansas City area this past weekend. But I heard a local sports talk show talk about a different youth football league Mm -hmm. on the air. And I thought, why would we give that youth league the publicity when this one does not get it? And the reason I'm so adamant about this is because I feel like the youth league my son is currently in is really good with the kids. Mm-hmm. They have state-licensed high school football refs. They not only call a fair game, but they help the kids out. They talk to them and say, hey, let's let's do this next time. Let's not do this. Don't want to have to throw the flag, things right. like that. It's neat to they watch. Teach the, they teach them. Yeah. They help teach them. And also they've got good football coaches, not just dads that want to be coaches, which I've always been. I've always been a dad that's not a coach, but I was willing to help. Right. Well, when I heard this other league that was mentioned, it kind of struck a nerve because I am not a fan of the referees of a youth youth sports event of any kind Mm -hmm. using foul language with the kids. Yeah. So I I just didn't think that was appropriate by any means. It's not. And probably not anywhere, but especially when it's youth. 
So I just want to throw out the Champion Youth Football League and how great it is. They've only been in existence for about three or four years. But it is somehow a part of the NFL. The NFL has play play 60 and USA Football and then the Champion Youth Football League is all part of that as well. So I just want to throw that out and say how wonderful the CYFL is. Sure, that's great. Moving on to the topic I did tell you about. Uh-huh. The NFL and three teams. The Chiefs, as you know, is my, my team. Now, they're from Kansas City? Kansas City, yes. Okay. The Philadelphia Eagles. And they're from Philadelphia. Okay, yeah. They're from Philadelphia. <laughs> and the Tennessee Titans. And, okay. They're from Tennessee. Right. And the ties that all three of those teams have. Okay. Now, some of them are pretty obvious for anybody that's a football fan. I'm sure this goes for a lot of different teams, too. Because, as you know, players jump around to different teams. Right. Basically get bought and sold. So there's a lot of different ties. But these I found interesting because they also have some local ties. Uh, first of all, Andy Reid, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. was the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. And with him was Doug Peterson, who was the quarterback coach in Philadelphia. Okay. For Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb. Actually, when did Donovan stop playing? Oh, early, mid-2000s, late, <laughs> later 2000s. Wait, for Philadelphia? Yes. Hmm. But then Doug Peterson became the offensive coordinator for Kansas City when, when uh, Andy Reid came to Kansas City. Okay. Doug Peterson is now the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. So he's bounced back and forth between those two teams. You know, if you're a football fan, everyone knows Jeremy Macklin. He is actually from Kirkwood, Missouri. Okay. Went to Mizzou, played for Philly in 09 through 14 and then has been with Kansas City since 2015. And also, someone that played for Mizzou, Chase Daniel. Oh, boo. And it is not Chase Daniels. It's not (laughs) the interwebs. It's not the Facebooks. It's Chase Daniel. No plural. (laughs) the Walmarts. The Walmarts. Uh, Chase played for Mizzou. He actually played with Jeremy Macklin at Mizzou. And those two only crossed paths for one year in Kansas City in the NFL. But he uh, was an undrafted free agent with Washington, got traded to or got picked up by New Orleans after that, where he won, was on the team when they won Super Bowl in 2010, and then uh, quarterback for Kansas City through 13 through 15. And now he's with Philadelphia. And he's always pretty much been a backup quarterback, but mm-hmm. he's probably one of the best backups out there. Sticking with the Mizzou trend, uh, Doriel Green Beckham mm-hmm. from right here in Springfield, Missouri. Yep. Went to Hillcrest High School, played for Mizzou. Played. For, he got drafted by Tennessee, stayed with them for one year, and now he got traded to Philadelphia. There was also some talk about Kansas City looking at him, but I, I don't know if that was ever true. Quarterback Nick Foles, he was drafted by Philadelphia. He was the backup, but he became the starting quarterback after Mike Vick got hurt. Yep. And did you know that Nick Foles is the second quarterback to receive a perfect passer rating of 158.3? Who's the other one? The uh, the, the first guy that got it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. 
He had 400 yards and seven touchdowns in one game. Oh, my word. Nick Foles is getting after it. Then there's uh, the last three I'll just hit real quick. Ryan Suckup was a kicker with Kansas City. He was mm-hmm. drafted the very last pick in the draft that year, which was 2009. Would you want to be the last pick in the draft? He was known – that pick is kind of known as Mr. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And but he was a great kicker. He was. He really was. He was anything but irrelevant. And then Tennessee traded him in 14 to the Titans. And he was replaced by the current Kansas City kicker, Cairo Santos. Mr. Santos. Who is about as tall <laughs> as a 10-year-old. <clears throat> My name is Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little, little bitty guy. And then wide receiver Dexter McCluster played for the Chiefs. He went to Tennessee the same time Ryan Suckup did in 2014. Okay. He was replaced by DeAnthony Thomas with the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, tight end Tony or Anthony Fasano played for a number of teams, Dallas, Miami, and then played for Kansas City in 13 and 14. He got traded to Tennessee in 2015. He was replaced by the ever-so-loved Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs yeah. now. And my wife the other day told me that Travis Kelsey is going to be on some dating reality show. The Bachelor? I don't know. Oh, I doubt. But as we learned last time with the Guilty Pleasures, I'm sure you will see him if that's the show <laughs> right, he's on. Right, sure, sure. And then uh, the last one that I've got Maybe here, Taylor Swift will <clears throat> tweet about it and then you'll, that get could to, be, and then that you'll could find be. out. The last one I've got is linebacker Andy Studebaker. Andy... Likewise, went through a few different teams, but he started with Philadelphia, went to Kansas City, and then um, played, uh, I think it was just the practice squad for Tennessee in 2015. So he's the one that hit all three of those teams. The others, probably just two of, of the teams there. I've always found it fascinating how before and after a, a football game, you'll see players talking and Sometimes they went to college together. Or they they played on a team together, and then they got traded off somewhere else. But there's just so many different ties throughout the NFL and right. and major league sports altogether, or professional sports. But um, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I love. I always liked watching Donovan McNabb and the Eagles play, and then of course watching the Chiefs play. Never was a big Tennessee fan, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, and I, I can't say that I'm a Tennessee fan. But. So, going back <clears throat> to the Eagles when Donovan McNabb played for them, just a little uh, just a little something something about Mr. Donovan McNabb. Did you know? Well, first of all, do you know how many championships that he won with the Eagles? I do not. Zero. Can you believe that? Uh, yeah, I should have known that. Six-time Pro Bowl, NFC Offensive Player of the Year in 2004, NFC Player of the Year in 2004, passer rating of 85.6, and that's his career. That's mm. not really that good. You may have been able to do like a 90 if you were a quarterback. Oh, probably. Well, you're tall, and you've got a strong arm because you're a drummer. Yeah, that's right. Always waving those sticks around. So, uh, Let's. You want to talk about more sports, or do you want? To, first, I do have something that I would like to throw in here, and I did not. We did not discuss this before, but as you are aware, I'm sure, and all of our our many, many, many listeners are are aware, 
you know about the whole Colin Kaepernick thing not standing during the national anthem? Yes. I heard some stuff about that today, and I wondered if we, we would talk about it. That can be a very controversial topic, obviously. Well, either way, I mean, when the flag is involved and when, yeah, when the flag is involved, it's controversial, yeah, controversial either way. Either way you see it. You can argue that um, he has the right to do whatever he wants to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Freedom of speech, whatever you want to call it. But is that really the place to do that? I don't know. People are talking more about him than they are the actual issue. Right. Now, whose fault is that? But do you think that he really intended to make it more about him, or was he just trying to draw light to the situation? I think he's bringing, just trying, I think he was trying to bring attention to himself. Okay. Would I ever not stand up during the national anthem? Never. Never, ever would I do that. But I do understand the guy has a choice. And whether, I'm not going to say whether it's right or wrong, but the guy does have a choice what he does. But like you said, you're playing for, uh, you know, there's no telling how many sponsors that he basically, um, that he represents, the town of San Francisco that he represents, the team, the 49ers, all of it. It's just, you got to consider who you're representing, and it's not just a certain group of people. You're representing a whole lot more than just a very small group group of people and I'm not saying that it's just a small group of people I guess like maybe may have come out wrong but yeah you really got to consider what's at stake here and you're just I think he made a fool of himself and I do agree that it's just he's trying to get the publicity and it's not about the issue at hand I don't think he really I really don't think it's about that I think you're right it's more about him I I think athletes are are like actors and and other people in the spotlight for different reasons than politics. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's their chance. They have a platform. That's an opportunity for them to get the word out that they want. Yeah. But that's not what they get paid for. Right. Stick to playing football. Yeah. Stick to being in a movie. Yeah. I get that. And And I I agree to, to to a certain extent. Just... But, like, people are always wanting – I mean, people are always just saying, hey, athletes, you just need to be true to yourself and, and do what you think is best. And, you know, whether he really sees it that way or not or whether he thinks it's right or not, he's obviously made the choice now. And I would be surprised if he, if he doesn't stand up next week. Oh, I bet he won't. You don't think so? He's, he's had enough attention that I think he'll stay on the bench. Yeah. I think they should just bench him then. And first of all, it's not like he's – I mean, he's about to be outplayed anyways by another quarterback. He's, he's about, fighting for a spot on the team. He's about to lose his job, and he wants the attention. Yeah. He's washed up, and he's not a good quarterback anymore. Did you see what the New York Giants did? Hmm. All of their players, which in preseason, that's about 250. Not really, but <laughs> it seems like it. 249. All of their players lined up. Straight line all the way down the sideline for the national anthem. Made it very obvious. Yeah. Which is not typical. Typically, the players will just stand wherever they're at. Right. But they had a, a straight line all the, way, all the way down the sideline. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. And I think I got some of my words out a little backwards earlier. 
Nick Foles is not just the second quarterback to have a perfect passer rating. There is a list of many. Really? I think what what my notes said were was um, he's one of two or three that has thrown seven touchdowns in one game okay. and had a perfect passer rating. So gotcha. I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. Well, great work. Well, our our research team back, you know, behind the scenes is is analyzing everything that we're saying, obviously, and so we just want to be we want to be as accurate as possible. So thank you for clarifying that. That's true. So moving on to our non-sports related topics, just, just real quick, one of the other ones to have a perfect passer rating, Donald which was McNair. the very next one right after Nick Foles, uh, December fifteenth, two thousand thirteen, Kansas City Chiefs against the Oakland Raiders. Well, of course. Alex Smith yeah. had a perfect passer rating. That's awesome. Is that what? <laughs> is that what Alex walks out to? No, actually, B. Yeah. Now I feel like we're at a Stratford Indian game. Yeah, there you go. So uh, my uh, my topic this week, as far as um, non-sports related topic, Darren, and I want you just to be as honest as you can about this. If you could be... Hold on, hold on. I have forgotten what you told me, so this is going to be like a surprise. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you could be any character from any movie or TV show, who would it be and why? I don't know. <laughs> any TV show or movie. Um, Pretty good one, isn't it? Yes, it is. Who Who would you be? I would be Jerry Seinfeld, which oh, wow. a, a, a lot of people would would say that they could read that, you know, the writing on the wall on that one. But hmm. um, other than Jerry was always single in every single episode, I would not want to be single. But otherwise, the guy always kept a pretty clean apartment. He always had plenty of cereal around. Always had friends and people coming over, and it was always just a happy place. <laughs> plenty of cereal. <laughs> But, yeah, that's who I would pick probably. I mean, he was always uh, – So I would pick Kramer. You would want to be Kramer? Because I could just always come into your apartment and, and eat, any eat cereal. And yeah. Have you ever seen the movie The Rookie? Oh, the baseball movie? Yeah. Not Rookie of the Year. Correct. <laughs> um, I watched it just the other night, so that's on my on my mind as far as this goes. But how cool would that be to be this guy that uh, – and here we are, we're mixing sports and mm-hmm. and more. Mm-hmm. But he was coaching it in high school, and he tried out for a major league team and got put on the farm in the farm club. And he was starting to be one of the old guys. And then he all of a sudden got called up. And he's in the bullpen warming up, and then his, his number comes up. And he runs out onto the field for the first time as a major league pitcher. How cool would that be? It would be pretty cool. Just the the emotions and the everything going through your mind and your family sitting in the stands and you know that'd be kind of cool. It would be. I agree. So I'd probably pick something like that. Yeah. Sure enough. Sure enough. <laughs> I have a feeling our non-sports related <laughs> topics are not going to get near as much coverage as our sports related. Topics. This next one might. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Darren, what is your non-related sports topic? Money not being an issue. Okay. Somebody gave you all the money you need or 
raised all the money you need, whatever. So that is nothing, that's nothing in your way to, to decide to make your decision here. Would you ever run for president? <laughs> no, never. Why not? Um, I'm just not good under pressure. Like, uh, say they said, Mr. President, uh, it's time for us to invade Russia and we need you to make the decision right now. I would say, well, let's, uh, let's think about this. And uh, what's, what's Google say about it? <laughs> exactly. Well, I would say, well, let me call my good friend Darren and see what he has to say. <laughs> but no, I don't think that I ever would. I honestly wouldn't because, um, I do enjoy, um, I've been in, in leadership roles in several different areas of my life, whether it be at work or church or whatever. But I just don't think that I could do that. That's just too much for me, I think. Being the commander-in-chief of the greatest country in the world, whether you really feel that it's the greatest country in the world, and I'm not talking about you, but anybody listening, whether you honestly do feel whether it's the greatest country in the world, I think that it is. But I just uh, there's more people capable of doing that job, way more capable of doing that job than I ever would be. You said that just in case Colin Kaepernick's listening, right? I don't care if he is or not. I hope he, d- I hope he doesn't <laughs> listen. I hope he listens to it and then chooses not to listen to it. Well, you covered, the, you covered the topics that I was going to bring up. Not qualified, mm-hmm. other people more qualified, things like that. But with that said, I probably would. You would? Just to Why give not? it a shot? Why not? You've got a cabinet that around you that can pretty much run things. And we're not talking a physical cabinet. It's people. Yeah. It's not like a catching cabinet or something. Well, it might be. Well, you may. Yeah, <laughs> they may be part of a catching cabinet. So I just think it'd be interesting. It'd be, what, what an experience that would be as well. Agreed. I would want to be, honestly, if I was anything to do with a president, I would be, want to be the photographer for the president. There you go. Just because you don't have to make any of the decisions, but you are getting to highlight I mean, you look, go back and look through some of the pictures over history of, of presidents, and there, you know, you saw the the picture of the pre, of of George Bush and the, and his aide telling him that the the attacks on September 11th had begun, and you just see that picture like that's forever ingrained in my mind, and then you see the the pictures of all of them sitting around the Oval Office, you know, when we um, got. Osama bin Laden. It was just like those are pictures that I'll never forget, and that are, that are seen worldwide. But you're just you're right there in the moment, but you're not having to make the decision. And I'm just not comfortable making. I'm not comfortable making decisions like that. <laughs> <laughs> but again, there's so many more people out there that are qualified, that go to school for that kind of thing. Sure. That they they're very educated, and I'm just not the I'm not the educated type. And and I don't think it'd be fair to a family either. Because that would put your family through a lot of stuff. Right. A lot of stress. Yeah. You'd get to ride on Air Force One all the time. I, I think it'd be quite the experience. Yeah. So say you were, who would be your running mate? Who would be your vice, your V POTUS? Jackson Kim. No, it would not be. Who would it be? I don't know. I could tell you who mine would be. Who? Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, um... Uh, Probably Jimmy Fallon. I would probably give John Ashcroft a call. Really? Yeah. I've always <laughs> so liked So you're talking actual. <laughs> yes, I am. I've always liked John Ashcroft. He's a good man. Yeah. I, I believe he is no longer in Washington, D.C., 
because he is a good man. Yeah. And he used to at least live locally here. Yeah. Roy Blunt, Matt Blunt, they're all from Stratford. Yep. The great town, the great city of Stratford. So you would be, to just just kind of recap everything here, let's try and break this down into to each category can have four words to summarize it. Lochte is a... Li- liar. Tool, or a liar. Liar's a strong word, but yeah. he lied. He lied. Boy, this yours is going to be tough. In four words, how to tie it, how to summarize what your sports topic was. Andy, Jeremy. Yep. yep. Chase. Okay. And I'll throw... <laughs> Football. <laughs> Studebaker out there because okay. I like his last name and he played for all three teams. Okay. For my non-sports related would be Seinfeld is my, I don't know, type. It's not, that sounded weird. That's kind of weird. It did sound weird. But just, you know, the whole situation there. Other than being single. Not that there's anything wrong with that. True. That's a a Seinfeld, uh, not necessarily (laughs) related to being single. And yours would be? God bless the USA. There you go. And John Ashcroft. John Ashcroft. (laughs) Well, we've covered um, 45 minutes worth already. Can you believe it? No. It really didn't feel like 45 minutes had gone by. Well, to us at least. Well, I'm sure our in-studio audience is probably thinking it's been an hour and 45 minutes. But Oh, goodness. So what are we going to have as our outro song? You want to use the same song as the outro song? Or would you rather use something different? Uh, Let's do something different. You want to do something different? Are we queuing it up? Stu, he's our producer back. Oh, there's our live studio audience. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Stu is our producer, and he's backstage, and he's been very gracious to us. So Take us away, Stu. This episode brought to you by Bob's out of Rio. De Janeiro. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Brought to you by the letter R. Well, thank you guys for listening, and really, we would love it if you guys would hit the subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button and And download the podcast each and every day when it comes out. And keep an eye on Facebook. Keep an eye. Ooh, really? Yes. That's intriguing. Yes. Tell me more. It's, it's, It's coming. Okay. That's exciting. That's it? I don't know. Is that it? That's all I've got. Okay. No outros. <laughs> I thought you had it. Oh. <laughs> don't worry. I'm going to come up with a good one. Here we go. This is going to be a great <clears throat> one. Do you like Marty Robbins? Sure. He's great. <laughs> okay. Well, this is uh, Jackson and Darren signing off of Off the Wall Sports and more. We hope you guys have a great morning, day, night, whatever time you're listening. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Music would play and Fudinu would whirl. Blacker than night were the eyes of Fudinu, wicked and evil while casting a spell.